definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 64. It's summer and it's currently a beautiful sunny day as a Sunday morning and David and I have just arrived at the beach at Saunton Sands to be exact. He's wearing a very beautiful, colourful printed shirt and we are ready to hit the waves. Although I say that we're swimming, we're not surfing. Yes. Do you want to jump in? <laughs> well, you put the microphone in my face. What am I to add to that? Yes, I am here as well. <laughs> Well, I don't know, you haven't been on the podcast in ages, so I thought, you know, let's get David back. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Hi. Um, so something that we've been doing for nearly a year now is cold water swimming every Sunday. I haven't been doing it. Um, Why is it called cold water well, swimming? Because we're swimming in cold water. It's freezing in the sea, isn't it? Isn't all seawater no not if you're in like a hot country the seawater's warm i'm just saying the fact that you've been doing it november december january you know you've been doing it all seasons like i've bowed out for six months <laughs> because i was a bit worried in pregnancy you know i just wanted i didn't want to take any vital blood supply away from yeah, the baby fair enough. um but yeah you've been loving it and i've been loving standing on the beach watching you but now i'm joining you for the last yes. three weeks i've been swimming with you the water is very cold but it's beautiful it's not cold. Shut it's up. Completely... You're so annoying. <laughs> you don't even know. You weren't even there in January and February when it was really tough. But the coldest time of the year is April, whereas the warmest is September. So it's kind of flipped on its head from what you think it would be. It's July now and yeah, it is getting warmer, but it is still, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> It's July now, and so it's getting warmer, but yeah, it's still pretty fresh, and you feel very zingy yes. and amazing for the day, you know. That's why it's perfect, yeah. right? It's the, it, it's the freshness. It's like swimming in a big cocktail or something. <laughs> it's that kind of that kind of vibe i'm definitely like practicing my breathing i'm basically preparing for birth i'm practicing my breathing when i'm in there <laughs> and i'm trying to like enjoy being uncomfortable and yeah just breathing through the pain and it really worked last week when i tried that <laughs> you said you're practicing for birth like you're being bored no! <laughs> well you know it's coming up i've got like a month to go and so yeah i just i'm trying to think of like my hypnobirthing techniques and so i thought swimming in the sea would be the perfect opportunity to do that um where i'm very uncomfortable and aware of how 
like in my own body I am and so just breathing through it and yeah I settled right in last week it was really nice so I'm definitely going to do that again this week good to get some practice in you're just flapping about loving it you just dive right in it's much nicer now like earlier in the year it was so cold it was painful at times it was like um felt like I was dying that's when you feel most alive is when you feel like you're dying right (laughs) you put your head under a couple of times and you're like better not do that because you like lose consciousness (laughs) yeah I just one time yeah I put my head under and it was instant brain freeze immediate headache and I was like oh nope don't do that Yeah, I was quite worried about you. I was, I always stood on the beach, uh, yeah, just watching, and I'm like, oh, I can't see him. Okay, there he is. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. We always go to this amazing coffee shop in Braunton called Heartbreak Hotel Coffee. Um, it has donuts and pastries, cruffins, and just so many delicious baked goods and delicious. Um, we get like a dirty chai latte. Yeah, the one thing I miss missed before I discovered Heartbreak Hotel Coffee was, yeah, those kind of bougie bakeries you'd go to in London that would just be on every street and you'd get some ridiculous pastry and some really good coffee. And we found our place down here and it's our little Sunday ritual is to go to the coffee shop. They know us in there, you know, we're like, we're going to the beach, we get a little takeaway and then we have our breakfast before we hit the surf. Basically filling up on sugar and caffeine before we go in the cold water (laughs) as the technique. And it works pretty well. So we are here at Staunton Sands, which is our favourite beach. It's like a three-mile stretch. Actually, would you hold my coffee a second? Because I've got some beach facts. Staunton Sands is an idyllic three-mile stretch of stunning golden sand, backed by the UNESCO-protected Braunton Burroughs Biosphere Reserve. Try saying that all in one go. I don't know if that counts as a fact. What do you mean? There was a lot of flavour in there. There was a lot of... It's idyllic. You can't say it's idyllic. That's not a fact. It is... Oh, okay, fine. Well, it's three miles of beach. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Swords and Sands is a three-mile beach. <laughs> Behind it is Braunton Burroughs Biosphere Reserve, which is UNESCO protected. Is that more facty for you? Yes, I like them. <laughs> I like my facts to be as dry as possible, please. Salton Sands boasts some of the country's best surf, which attracts surfers all year round. Salton has a high tidal range of 8.5 metres and is well known for its long, slow waves. We have lots of like long borders here and it's really good for learning and beginners as well. Also, excitedly... 18 miles of North Devon coastline. <laughs> excitedly, was that a prompt for you? <laughs> Say this excitedly. I am excited. <laughs> no, I'm not excited. I don't know. It is exciting that the North Devon coastline has been certified a world surfing reserve and is now protected. It joins Malibu and Santa Cruz as some of the world's top surfing locations. And basically, it. hey, don't drink my coffee. Yeah. And basically, it means it's protected from things being built offshore like at the moment they're talking about building a massive offshore wind farm and so it's basically ensuring that that doesn't disturb the unique waves that we have here salton sands is popular with surfers because the beach is long and and a new and it's unusually exposed westerly the beach has no lifeguards and is known to have dangerous riptides which i put in there because we have experienced that before when swimming sort of later on in the year when we start to get swells off of the coast and you can really feel the drag so, you know, there's been some times where we've really had to have our wits about us and, you know, you can't just flap around. You've got to be quite, like, grounded. And... Oh, yeah, this is 100% how I die. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, if anyone listening is curious how I die, I'll be, it'll be in the sea. <laughs> I just won't come back one day. That's why I worry. That's why I've always got my eye on you. <laughs> Some more fun cultural facts. Mm -hmm. It has been the backdrop for films such as the 1978 horror film The Shout, 1946 A Matter of Life and Death. The beach was also used as a location for scenes in 1982 Pink Floyd's The Wall. Um, 
Yeah, for the Second World War Anzio landings. It was used for that. And Salt and Sands also doubled as Normandy Beaches in the 2014 movie Edge of Tomorrow. I also enjoyed the BBC One series, A Very English Scandal, filmed scenes of as Salt and Sands Beach to depict a California beach and they used digitally rendered palm trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we would have watched that and been like, I recognise that beach, but yeah, not with palm trees. Also, very culturally important, the late 1990s uh, Robbie Williams song Angels. It was the music video for that. And also Olly Murs' Hand on Heart in 2013. I know what an Olly Murs stan you are. Who's Olly Murs? What I've really enjoyed, I guess, when we were in London, we would find things to do together, like go out to the cinema or go for a cocktail or like go out for dinner. Um, whereas down here, I think we struggled with that a little bit in the beginning. But this has become our like weekly thing. Yeah, if anyone is... Um married to someone who suddenly decides they want to live in the countryside and then you're dragged there as well there is hope there are things to do but you have to kind of you kind of just have to embrace it and get into it force yourself a little bit at the start but yeah yeah, i never i I don't really care about the beach or i I guess you absolutely hate sunbathing like i've taken you to the beach sunbathing before and you just dig a big hole because you're like desperate for something to do yeah i've never really understood the point of going to the beach but uh, yeah, going here w- with a kind of objective in mind <laughs> changes everything. Um, so yeah, jumping in the sea and like getting super cold and then feeling that kind of weird buzz for the rest of the day. Yeah, you feel so tingly all over and it feels great. Yeah, yeah, you suddenly feel really energized. And yeah, and, and going, to that, going to that cafe and feeling like, you know, if you squint, we're kind of in London maybe. So Yeah, it's, it's interesting seeing the, the beach, I suppose, come, become a little bit more bougie as well. They, they've just got like a wood-powered sauna kind of <laughs> that's on the beach. It's like, a, it's like a trailer, which is all built out of wood and it's all like a wood-fired sauna and you can book in to go in. I am desperate to do that, but obviously I don't want to do that being pregnant because I feel hot all the time anyway but usually that would be right up my street so you get really really hot in the sauna and then preferably when the tide is high you fling yourself in the sea um, and that's so good for your health and your blood and just feeling good seems a bit pointless to do it in this kind of weather because I already feel like I'm in a sauna yeah maybe it's more of like an autumnal winter thing but yeah I'm excited to see more things crop up like that in Devon because it feels like a bougie city thing it's definitely an easier sell because like if you go if you go to a sauna and then they have the the ice bath plunge pool thing afterwards wrap your head around that that's an experience but like trying to sell you on the ice water without the sauna which is what i've been doing all year um slightly different vibe i guess yeah i know yeah it's good nice well i love doing it with you it's my favorite time of the week yeah i'm having a great time despite living in Devon. yeah (laughs) right well i'm absolutely sweating let's go and jump in the sea yes let's go swimming in the sea is that good for a transition? Let's go. It's almost like he's running down the beach. There he goes. Oh, oh there he, he's gone. Goodbye. <laughs> so we've had the tiniest bit of rain in the night, so just getting some water from the water butt to water in the greenhouse. No tomatoes yet, but there are some green ones coming, so it's my favourite having homegrown tomatoes. 
The vegetable garden is absolutely overgrown. I can't even begin to tell you guys what a mess it is. Although a beautiful mess because the daisies have all tumbled over from the sort of wild meadow that I created underneath the studio. And there's field poppies and daisies. And it kind of looks like, I don't know, Disney's... Um, Alice in Wonderland or something. <laughs> you can learn a lot of things from the flowers. Everything is so tall. It's up to my hips. There are giant weeds. I don't know what they're called, but they're very pretty and yellow. But yeah, they're taller than me. I have kept the veg garden very much to a minimum this year. I was very aware a couple of months ago how I was already slowing down and I didn't want to overwhelm myself. So all I have planted literally are tomatoes and cucumbers in the greenhouse where I can control the space and I've got some bean poles up where I've got some runner beans and I've got some courgette. I've got two courgette plants which last year in the drought didn't do anything so I'm trying it again this year and we'll see how that goes and then I've got some butternut squash coming on in the potting shed which to be honest has grown so big like I really just need to find a place for them but everything is so weedy I need to dig out the weeds before I can put them in so it's all a bit overwhelming and I'm not really sure what to do the strawberry plants are still in from last year the raspberry plants are still in so I've just been trying to keep those weeded but to be honest I need to put bird netting over those because all the strawberries are coming now at the moment and it's all just open to the elements so of course the birds are going to swoop in and have them let's water some tomatoes oh some of them are getting so big there's also a rogue cabbage in here growing next to a cucumber plant, which I bought from the garden centre because all of my cucumber plants that I tried to harvest from seed didn't grow and I didn't know why. And then when I sort of um, rooted through the compost to in inspect, there was a giant ant's nest in there. So they ate all of my cucumber seeds. So I had to just admit defeat and go to the <laughs> go to the garden centre and just buy some little plants. So there must have been a rogue cabbage seed in there um, or cauliflower. I'm not sure what it is. They both look the same to me, but it's, it's growing as an absolute monster in the greenhouse. I have, in an attempt to tackle the weeds, got some massive bits of cardboard and just laid it down over the top of the weeds with tyres and pots and just tried to make it so it's not so overgrown because my thought was... If I leave everything to set seed this year, then next year is going to be an absolute nightmare to try and get on top of everything. At least if I can kill the weeds off and mulch it down underneath the cardboard, then, you know, it will just create some better soil structure for next year. So I'm just coming to the end of using the water from all our water butts that are spread around um, the garden. It's been unbelievably dry here the last couple of months which is so bonkers because in April May it was so wet our tanks in the farmyard which store a hundred thousand litres of rainwater off of all the roofs of our of our barns um, were full and overflowing and we have already used them all so all the crops that are in the ground need spraying things like the pumpkin patch that we've done needs pre-emergence and things like that putting on it which basically helps suppress the weeds that want to come up when it rains um, all the wheat needs spraying and so they're all completely empty also on top of that we're still on a hose pipe ban here in the whole of the southwest devon and cornwall the reservoirs haven't recovered from last year's drought even with all the rain we had over winter i think the local reservoir is on like 65 percent water or something which is yeah kind of unheard of i mean yeah we we touched upon that last month with adrian 
it's kind of like getting used to this new is it a new climate this new way of being I don't know but in the winter time I was very aware thinking you know we should have more rainwater tanks and then everything starts overflowing and filling up and you tend to think oh okay well you know we've got plenty now I mean like a hundred thousand liters that's a huge amount and now it's all gone and so we really don't want to turn on the tap um, a hose pipe ban doesn't actually apply to farmers because obviously you need to grow crops and things like that but it's never been our policy to irrigate fields like they do in America or anything like that we just don't do that here because we just we just hope and pray that there's some rain on the horizon there has been small showers of rain over the last couple of nights um, which is exactly what we want it would be great if it was hot in the day and then showers of rain at night that would be perfect Um, but now we're coming into another dry hot spell of you know weeks of just full hot sun 27 30 degree celsius which is very very hot and the ground's just going to dry out like hard rock The pumpkin patch and the maize maize has been sown and they're just they're coming up now like a few inches and so I'm just hoping like everything's going to really motor on now and everything's going to be growing big juicy pumpkins in time for October but you know if if the drought continues then you know we'll have to cool the whole thing off which I really don't want to do. Um, The maize maize is looking amazing I'm thinking the maze is going to be as tall as I am soon. And so it would be good to get like little kids in to try it out and see what they think. Um, I'm so excited. And I think there's a real opportunity to get people here on the farm and just enjoying kind of, yeah, being out in in like a big, scary maze. <laughs> in terms of preparing for birth, this baby is coming very, very soon. Um, I've been doing some prenatal yoga, which has been amazing, especially because, I mean, when you're pregnant, you have to sleep on your side and my hips are just in agony when I wake up in the morning. So it's all kind of like hip openers and good grounding positions so that you're sort of prepared for, I don't know, everything that you have to do in birth. Um, it's been good to get some peace of mind, learning sort of breathing and hypnobirthing techniques, which I've been doing at the beach, which has been great, as I mentioned. One thing I learned in yoga, which was really helpful, she was saying that um, things like scrambling around on your hands and knees is really good practice for like giving birth. And that's literally what I've been doing in the vineyard. So I'm still doing bud rubbing. It's taking me so much longer, but at least I have, I've got a couple of helpers now. Thank God it's not all on me and mum. Um, but instead of, I'm so big and heavy, instead of getting up and walking from vine to vine, I'm literally just scrambling around on my hands and knees, like crawling from vine to vine, doing all the pruning. So I must look like a right state, but it's good to know that that is at least building strength and helping for pregnancy. By the time this episode comes out, I'm hoping she will already be here. We are super excited to meet our little girl, um, and life's about to get very, very different. Mum's been amazing on the farm at sort of taking over where I would usually. We've had so many wool drop-offs and I've just felt like such a lemon. Usually I'm like in there pulling the bags, but they're like, you know, 70, 80 kilos. And I just haven't wanted to risk it, obviously. And so she's been lugging bags back and forth. We've been using the telehandlers to just stack them. Last year there was such a neat pile, whereas this year it's all just a bit like shoved to the back of the shed, higgledy-piggledy. But yeah, needs must and... Yeah, we're getting through it. I feel bad, like, you know, she's doing the majority of the manual labor now, but we're trying to keep everything easy on the farm, not let anything get to us. Just, you know, if things get overgrown and a bit messy, then so be it. You know, we are all just about keeping me healthy and de-stressed before the baby arrives. 
I don't know if you guys can hear how out of breath I am because I feel like even my lung space, my my stomach space, I've got heartburn all the time, my lung space, I feel like I can't breathe the same. She's just taking up all of the space that I have. Oh, so with that being said, I'm out of breath. I'm going to sit down in the veg garden and I'm going to pick and eat some strawberries. Oh my God, I might never get up. <laughs> yeah, let me see if there's a big juicy one. Oh, they all look amazing. Mm, I just brushed my teeth, to be honest, so it tastes a bit sour. Yeah, I really need to put some netting over these. Mm. Okay, I'm seriously, guys, I might not get up again. <laughs> And so my new life as a garden ornament begins. All I need now is a pointy red hat and a luxurious beard. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you guys, and of course, thank you for listening. If you want to support Back to Earth, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.